Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Be A Lion podcast. Super excited to get into today's guest. Just a quick announcement. I know that the audio quality is not amazing. I'm really trying to figure out different technology for upping the quality. So if anybody has suggestions, I am open to that. I am going to be trying Zencaster. And if that doesn't work, then I will pop back over to Zoom, which can be really annoying for editing because it freezes and whatnot. So I've been trying different things. Um, I recorded this directly to Anchor and wasn't thrilled with the quality of the audio. Also, I am getting a new microphone. I, I haven't been using a very good quality one for even doing the solo episodes and intros. So it will get better. I promise. Thanks for hanging in there with me through the different um, transitions of this podcast. Kind of having this over time has showed me I really enjoy podcasting. So I'm excited to fine tune it and have it grow with me a bit. Um, another announcement is the doors are open for the discover your gifts group coaching program that starts on March 15th with the spring solstice ushering in new energy, planting seeds. It's going to be really beautiful. I've decided it's a 12 week journey which includes nine coaching calls as well as a telegram group container and access to me through the duration of the three months. And you'll also have a teachable portal that has the recorded calls on it if you can't make a group call for some reason, as well as tons of guided visualizations and anything else that I feel called to add to it during the duration of the container. There's also tons of lessons. I'm building out the Teachable Portal to be a standalone, self-paced course. So you really do get a lot with this package. Um, On top of the coaching calls, you'll basically have an entire self-paced course available to you on Teachable. So super stoked. So today's guest, let's get to today's guest. I have the wonderful Amanda Tyra. And Amanda was born and raised in Denver, Colorado. She's really on a mission to spread empowerment and magical goddess vibes that are available to all of us. After graduating college, she took the leap to work on cruise ships, which really opened her eyes and soul to the power of gratitude and spirituality. She's the woman behind the Confessions of a Restless Wanderer blog, and she writes about her experiences with travel, spirituality, and the inner workings of the universe. So Amanda and I had a lovely little conversation just about manifestation, about traveling, about the different things that we've learned, about human design, of course. She's truly a gem. Go check her out. I have linked her Instagram and blog down below. All right, let's get into it. Here is my conversation with Amanda Tyra. Cool. 
cool. So if you, um, so where are you from and kind of like, what's your cultural background? Was it like growing up? Do you just want to share some tidbits about yourself in that way? Absolutely. I am from Denver, Colorado, born and raised and, um, grew up pretty normal, you know, public school, very mainstream. And then I ended up going to college in Nebraska on a bowling scholarship, which is pretty funny. Um, but it was, I love that. <laughs> it was super great. You know, uh, I loved to bowl. And then, um, and so we would go all around kind of the Midwest in different bowling tournaments. And uh, that was really cool. And that's really the reason that I went to a college in Nebraska, because Nebraska and Colorado culturally are completely different. And yeah, I learned a lot about myself, a lot about what I liked, what I didn't like, and a lot about how just because you think the world is how it is in one place doesn't mean that's how it is everywhere. You know, beliefs really change and they're totally um, correlated to the environment that you're in and the people that make it. So I learned a lot that that way. Yeah. What was like the biggest difference for you? Is there a culture shock when you moved? Yeah, it really was because it was a small town, like 24,000 um, people living there. And the college was basically like a big high school. And so just that small town feeling right away, you know, Denver to me is very fast pace, fast moving, kind of fluid. And Nebraska really felt like time slowed down, you know, and, wow. and so just adapting to it and finding a whole different kind of routine was really interesting. But I met tons of really amazing people there. And it was a great opportunity for me to really grow as I think, you know, college and university does is they kind of mold you into your own little adult. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What did you have like an intuitive hit to move there? Like, how would you describe your decision making process around that? Oh, my gosh, I was so far from listening to my intuition at that point in my life. I was totally <laughs> following just um, I was following a friend, really. And I thought, you know, yeah, it would be so cool to be on the bowling team. Like, I thought that's what I wanted. And um, I'm glad that I took the leap to go to college out of state. And obviously, like financial reasons, it was cheaper to go there. So I really followed the money. It was no sort of uh, sort, sort of intuitive hit there. But at the same time, while I was there, I definitely grew into confidence more and into um, following my heart. But there was still... I mean, I I would say my intuition, I haven't really honed in on it until this year, really, it like escalated. Wow. So yeah, let's kind of get into that. How did you really first start tapping into your intuition over the last year? Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, my gateway drug was gratitude. I think that's where a lot of people, you know, start to get into their own spiritual awakening is realizing the power of, of gratitude and, and the positive mindset and really just adapting that as, yeah, you know, that works for me and then building upon that and um, learning more and more about manifesting and about, 
you know, then about aliens and all these things. And um, now it's just by repetition, I've realized that it's totally about following my joy and being confident in that and knowing when my body is talking to me. You know, when I get that cringe, like really listening to it and diving into it because it's not just like I'm feeling uncomfortable. It's my body sending me a very strong message. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome that you've learned that. What was like, what was the biggest thing about manifesting that you learned? And did you have an experience where you were like, holy crap, I actually do create my own reality or that whole thing where you kind of wake up to the fact that you have so much power in your life? Gosh, I think it's something that I always kind of knew, you know, because if I set my mind to something, it would just happen. But even, you know, not for necessarily the positive aspect, but when I was younger, I realized that I would kind of manifest myself getting sick. Like every year I -hmm. kept getting sick. And then um, this year, actually, I realized like I was making myself sick. You know, I was stressing myself out, telling myself I was going to get sick and for different like root causes. And so just deciding like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I haven't gotten sick um, since, which has been really incredible. Um, But also, you know, like little money things, you know, just by Mm -hmm. um, having that affirmation and that lack of of resistance to money and, and really developing my relationship and telling myself like money is abundant and it can come any which way I'll get, you know, random little checks or random little things, or I'll get something, you know, for free at the store and, and just really, I think taking hold of those moments amplifies that energy because you're stepping into that energy. So you know what it feels like. And then I think you can just expand it and bring it, you know, into your life even more and more because the way that I view the universe is that it responds to what you put out and what you tell it. So if you you tell the universe, yeah, I really like, you know, this feeling, give me more, give me more, then it's kind of going to reflect and mirror that and give you more of those opportunities to expand in that. Yeah, definitely. I, I believe the same thing. I love that. What what was something like, do you have a, what was something that you actually did in order to manifest more money? Like, was there a practice that you did or how did you hack it? How did you hack the matrix? How did I hack the <laughs> matrix? Well, I was reading this book uh, called the magic by Rose Byrne and she's the author of the secret. And basically okay. the book had um, a new activity to do. And so I was really accountable with it. And every day I did my gratitude and I incorporated like money in that as well. And um, the other really, really cool activity was there was a a check that you could print out that was basically a check from the universe, you know? And so you wrote down the the value that you wanted from it. And the value that I wanted uh, correlated to uh, getting LASIK done on my eyes. Um, and so I put that there and I kid you not, like that money came through 
<laughs> and like, you know, bits and pieces, but it really came through and it, it's just so exciting and empowering. I think when you, you start to really uh, take responsibility for you co-creating, you know, with the universe. Yeah, totally. And I love that you did something that was tangible and believable because I think a lot of times with that kind of stuff people think that they can write down a million dollars and it's like well it's kind of what you believe you know and then I always teach that it's subconscious blocks that we have as well so I'm curious as to how you kind of baby stepped your way into receiving that money what was your what were you taught growing up about money like what how did your caretakers teach you about money yeah it was uh, money doesn't grow on trees that was definitely a huge yeah. story and also um you know basically we lived a very simple kind of life so anything that wasn't necessary it was almost like I felt guilty you know for for buying something that wasn't necessary or I felt uncomfortable with having more money than I needed and just having that awareness also lets me expand on that limiting belief and realize that that is a story I told myself because they print new money every day. And if everything is energy and vibration, then that applies to money as well. And um, I like that you brought up the fact that you can't just go to a million dollars because it is a core belief thing. You know, you can't cheat your way to a frequency you really have to do the work and start with something comfortable and then step into that expansive energy and and yes at first it's going to feel like oh no like this isn't for me what am i doing am i jinxing it but really anytime we do something different or step outside of our comfort zone to like up level it's going to feel uncomfortable and that's the ego saying no like we like it safe we like it here we like it predictable but um that's the magic of life is stepping into that unknown and trying something new even though it might seem weird at the time because who knows you you might love it it might really speak to you Totally. And it's believing that magic is possible. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's like all you need is an ounce of faith that it could work. <laughs> now, I always tell people that like you don't have to fully believe that you're going to be able to manifest this money. But if you have like a droplet of faith and you're, you know, working on your reprogramming and you're aware of where your beliefs came from and also just realizing it's not really logical like what you said about they print money every day money kind of does grow on trees <laughs> it's just us figuring out how to receive it like it's it's kind of this made-up system that we've all decided to buy into so why can't it just be that simple as them printing money right you know? right it's so true i mean we give money value so why are we letting money mm -hmm. like negotiate our value it's so it's wild <laughs> it's so wild yeah and and I think yeah I think it's so important that you baby step your way into it like I mean we would all be millionaires by now if it was just that simple as writing yourself a, a <laughs> check from the universe yes. but yeah it's like like I tell people you know okay if you're wanting to get a new job or let's say let's say you just want to be doing a job that you absolutely love and you don't like your job right now it's more believable for your psyche for you to 
probably do a job that you love, but be making the same amount of money, right? That you were at your other job versus that's kind of what I did, at least like when I first started working for myself, I was like, I just want to make as much as I do bartending and I'll be happy, <laughs> you know? And then I, it's like, you get, I get to that place. And I'm like, okay, well, that was believable to me to be making as much as I did bartending, but doing what I love. So now I'm ready to expand more. So it's baby stepping your way to those, to the, um, the bigger dollar amounts or the abundance. And, and like, I always say that there's a difference between wealth and abundance, whereas like wealth is kind of sitting on a pile of cash and abundance is just believing that you're always going to be taken care of. And it's always going to flow. Is that kind of how, what you think as well? Yeah, I definitely think that I also, you know, with abundance, yes, there's exactly there's financial, you know, but also there's just the abundance of of joy that you feel in your career or, you know, on a walk and, and all of these things. And I'm always for, you know, finding that joy, because you can work the same job. And if you're going to have kind of a crummy attitude, then chances are, you're not going to get as much out of it. Whereas it's like a butterfly effect. The second you open up to, well, how can I have fun with this? Then you, you just be surprised at how many doors kind of open for you because you've made the decision like, okay, I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to let go of this resistance to having more fun and joy. And really that's what abundance is to me is having an abundance of, of connections, you know, an abundance of life experiences. Um, yeah, I love it. It's a great word, abundance. <laughs> yeah, I love that way of looking at it, just like an abundance of experiences. And I've really been implementing that perspective into my into my world these days because <laughs> it's kind of like what well, I'm sorry. I'm getting to that place where it's like I've kind of achieved what I've wanted to do and what I've wanted to have. And I'm like, when you're always in that hamster wheel and on that grind and trying to achieve, and then you finally get it and you're like, okay, what else is out there? Right. <laughs> you know, you kind of realize like, oh, it's not even about having this stuff or doing this thing or it's just about the experience. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it really is. And, and the sad fact of that is so many people go so much of their lives, uh, like not understanding that until they wake up and maybe they're 80 and they have that, whoa, what did I just do with my life moment? Um, and so I think it's so cool. I mean, from my perspective, so many people are waking up to um, realize how uniquely incredible their energy is and how needed it is and that they don't have to take that cookie cutter path you know if they don't really want to yeah absolutely I think that's kind of been something that we've all noticed over the past year with COVID and everything with the world shifting is people are realizing what's actually important to them and what's actually of value to them Definitely. And I think it, it slows us down enough to really take a look and see how do I feel, you know, in this relationship or in this job or in this, you know, body or all these things, you're kind of really forced to, to go inside. And that's, that's the blessing of, 
of a lockdown in a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> right. right. It's, it's one of those double-edged sword kind of things or there's the positive and negative to everything, right? It's um, right. for a lot of people, it's been a very expansive year with healing and growth. And um, but then at the same time, holding space for the fact that it's been very traumatic. So it's kind of being able to teeter in both perspectives. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> so that's kind of something that you've learned about yourself throughout your healing journey and just waking up to yourself. Um, sorry, can you repeat that? You cut out for just a second. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what's something that you've learned about yourself throughout your healing journey and just waking up to yourself? Oh, gosh, you know, um, on the best day when I'm fully aligned, I realize kind of the the goddess that I am <laughs> and how truly magical, you know, I am and uh, the world is. Mm -hmm. uh, that's such a huge thing. And it really goes back to that cliche saying of, you know, you can't love somebody else until you love yourself. Mm. Um, and one really nice gem that I learned was that, um, you know, when you feel love, somebody's not giving you love, but they're kind of a, catalyst, a, a catalyst to bring the love out that's already inside you. Mm, wow. um, and so really, really taking my life, taking responsibility for it and taking it back into my hands has just changed everything for me. Yeah, and how how did you learn that? If you don't mind me asking, like, was there some was there like a relationship experience, or how did that shift for you? Well, with the spiritual awakening, it was so crazy because it was almost just like one day, um, of like a light switch flipped on. Right. And the world was just completely different. Wow. And and that took a really long time to integrate. And I'm still integrating it because it can be really hard to live your life kind of in default and mm -hmm. think that, you know, everything's so limited and to live your life in a box with labels and everything, you know, is external. Like that's what matters is the external. And then to kind of have that turned upside down and flipped around a couple of times, mm -hmm. I still have days where I'm like, what is spirituality? You know? <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, I do it for a living and I still see that. Yeah. And like, what is magic? Like, what yeah. is some Harry Potter shit? Like, <laughs> are, we, are we in the Truman Show? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Here? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I had a solid couple months where I was like, this is a computer simulation. That was hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, classic. Yeah. It really is. Right. You know, but it is so cool that we live in a world where you and I can talk about this on a podcast, mm -hmm. you know? Totally. And, you know, and know that so many people are probably going through something similar. Yeah. Oh God, especially right now. I'm like, like I feel like that's mostly what I do in my work now is just support people through spiritual awakening because it happens so quickly for everyone. Like you said, it was like one day, um, just a, a light switch went off. Um, and 
yeah, because I mean, for, with your experience, was there anything that happened? Did you hear something? Did you see something? Um, or was it just like you woke up one day and you're just like, what is this world? <laughs> I went to a psychic. Actually. Ah, love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she told me I was Atlantean. Okay. And I was like, what? <laughs> Is this for real? And so then I started going down the podcast rabbit hole and I would just get these full body chills. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was really my validation of going down the right path. And then, you know, I'm line three, line threeing it right now, like trial and error, figuring out what spiritual practices work for me and what don't. But what always keeps me on the up and up and always when I go back to my spiritual rock, it's how do I feel about what I'm hearing? Mm. You know? And like just having that deep like resonance of this is true, this might be true, but also just to keep it open. But I feel like spirituality has enriched my life so much. And it's so interesting because it's the most natural part of us. And it's still like the way mainstream society kind of has viewed it for so long is putting it down and calling it crazy and calling it conspiracy theory. And that can really mess with your brain a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we share similar perspectives on that, but it's like when, when you're confused, you almost just choose not to even try to believe in any of it. Right. Cause it's like, you just get so confused and you're overwhelmed and you're like, I, okay, I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> So it's right. when you hear those words, conspiracy theory, um, you know, or whatever, it, and not saying I believe in all of them at all, by any means, I think you use discernment with everything. <laughs> um, yeah. But when those phrases are thrown around, it makes you doubt your own intuition when, like you said, you get full body chills. And that's kind of your way of knowing that something is resonant with you. Um when I talk to people, I find that a lot of people don't know what that is for themselves and they don't, they don't know what's their intuition giving them a yes or clicking for them. And when we don't have that connection to our bodies or source or whatever we want to call it, um, we can really get lost. Definitely. And especially when you're first entering into the community too, I think it's mm -hmm. so easy to maybe get taken advantage of because you don't know kind of your body yet. Yeah. And so uh, I think that's so sad, but just with anything, if it's telling you that you should search for something outside of yourself, like for me, that's an immediate no, you know, mm -hmm. it's because it's spirituality is all about empowerment and realizing that, you know, we have so much power in our day-to-day -day anything. And it all comes down to intention. And we can really, really shift the world um, once we become aware of our power. 
Yes. What does stepping into your power look like for you? Because I find that a lot of people are confused by when I say, claim your power, step into your power. A lot of people are confused by what that actually looks like on a tangible level. And um, I'm going to ask you about your human design in a minute, but I heard you say you're a line three. So I always love hearing how line threes go through this. Yeah. So stepping into your power for me is all about working with your body and getting to know what's a yes and what's a no. And once you figure that out, just really staying true to that and holding so much faith that you following your joy, the universe will support you. And it might be, you know, scary to lose friends or, you know, go this way or that. But at the end of the day, like that's what's super sustainable about becoming empowered is that you always have yourself to fall back on and you can reprogram that inner voice. And I think that's what empowerment is, is reprogramming that inner voice that tells you you're not worthy, that tells you you're not good enough, that tells you all of these limiting things to kind of like put you in that safe box, but really realizing you can do anything, you know, and the people that that tell you that you can't or that you're a dreamer or you're too much or whatever, it's just because that scares them. So true. So, so true. It's like, that's when I find that when we are showing freedom and authenticity, it mirrors to other people their own lack of authenticity or lack of freedom. And there's like a pushback with that. Definitely, definitely. That's why triggers are so fun, right? Because <laughs> it shows <laughs> right. us an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I always think about jealousy as such like a positive trigger because um, it shows you what it is that you're wanting, right? And I feel like a lot of people are like, I don't know what I want. And I, this is, you know, everything that I've said as a, example so far is because I've felt all of these ways in my life so you know and you're like I don't know what I want well who are you jealous of (laughs) you know and why oh I never thought of it that way but it's so true yeah I feel like it's the universe or your subconscious whatever trying to show you something you deeply want within your being and it's like that magnetic attraction you attracted this person into your field to show you something that you probably don't even know that you want yeah i almost think it's like the shadow side of um like admiration Mm -hmm. like adoration it's almost like it's because really you just, yeah, you look up to them as kind of maybe a role model. You think you're jealous, but actually it's like, wow, well, I want to be that way. You know, I want to walk that tall. I want to dress that way or, or do this and that. That's definitely, and just that switch, you know, like that mindset switch, because nobody wants to feel jealous. It's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> right. So uncomfortable. Yeah, it doesn't feel nice. <laughs> No, not at all. But it's like, that's, I think that's where that empowerment comes from is like what you were saying, you you have the power to shift it. And so it's like, you don't have to just sit with the discomfort of the jealousy that's 
can actually do something with it and use it as intel. Definitely. Yeah, because it's your it's your body talking to you, right? Yes. Yeah. It's your body saying, Oh, we want to do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um kind of speaking of our body talking to us, this is me. Oh, sorry. Yes, I am. So I'm a 6-2 sacral generator. Love it. I knew you were a generator because I'm like, I feel like my generators talk about their body talking to them more than anybody. <laughs> I am really lucky because I don't know how splenic authorities do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do you have a, a defined spleen I as well? I do. Yeah, I have a defined root spleen yeah. and uh, sacral. Everything else is un okay. Okay, I love it. So you're an open emotional. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a defined emotional, and I'm very defined. I have almost every single gate except for gate 49, which actually was lit up by the transits the last couple of days. So no wonder. <laughs> I was like, why am I an emotional wreck? Oh, every single gate is lit up for me right now. Yeah, and I felt that <laughs> over but, here. Um, <laughs> Yes, I bet. I bet you did. That's I. One of my friends is staying with us right now, and she's an open emotional. And I always love talking to you guys about how things feel for you, and just like what collective energy feels like, because it's such a different experience than what I'm going through. So, how did that? How did finding out about your human design, like any aspect of it, change your life? Oh my gosh, it was it was so nice. Well, I am just like an HD fiend now. I love learning about it because I love astrology and how it also coincides. And then you've got the gene keys and all that. But um, knowing that I was so open, it gave me that awareness um, that, you know, when other people feel certain things, I do feel them, but I don't have to take that mm -hmm. on. And it really helped with my people pleasing tendencies to really mm. trash that because that's not sustainable. I'm going to be bitter in like 10 years. If I keep trying to please people, I'm going to keep all the wrong people in my life. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, and being the, having an undefined willpower and um, the identity center, it gives me so much permission to be, kind of fluid and really follow my joy and give me that just like sense of security that I don't need to have one purpose. You know, my purpose is to find joy and expand and follow what I love to do. And um, I mean, that's huge, you know, figuring out your life's purpose at what I'm like 25 is just, ah, oh, that was that was a huge light bulb for oh me. Oh my God, you're only 25. I love it. So good. <laughs> that's something that I've, I mean, I'm 31, but that's like what I've noticed is I work with a lot of people in their early 20s and mid 20s. And I'm just like, God, you guys are so woke for your age. I was such a like <laughs> did not have any of this stuff figured out. And so it's awesome just seeing people waking up at younger and younger rates and kind of figuring out how to 
um, hack the matrix, so to speak, and hack their design younger and younger. It's really awesome. Yeah, I feel super, super grateful. And a lot of my friends are actually older. And at first, I thought that was really intimidating because I felt like they had it all figured out. But I am so grateful to learn from them. And um, I definitely had my party days. I worked on a cruise ship before this whole thing went down. So no way. Like I grew up so fast working on a cruise ship. <laughs> I bet. Wow. But you have some stories. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I worked in the kids club with all the, the kiddos that would get dropped off. Okay, cool. That's crazy. <laughs> what was that like? Did you have, um, so you, would you just like work a certain amount of hours and then would you guys just go? hang out on the ship with the people like what what was the day-to-day like on that I'm just so curious so working on a cruise ship is just so incredible because you get to work with people from all around the world and it was so great having that diversity because I didn't get that before um Mm -hmm. and and just work-life balance on a cruise ship is pretty wild there's some late nights there's crew parties you know but then you've gotta the next day get up and work because on cruise ships you work every single day for a couple months and then you have like a month off so it's very different from kind of your normal okay I'm gonna go to school I'm gonna graduate I'm gonna get an office job um so but I think that kind of inspired my you know, desire to live a life against the grain, a little bit different, more in flow with me because I I loved that lifestyle, especially for right now, you know, being able to go to sleep one night and wake up in a different country. It's, it's just the stuff of, of a dream, you know, it's so, so cool. And, and yeah, it can be toxic and can be stressful at times, but it's also where I really realized the power of a positive mindset and realized how different I felt, you know, when I was eating correctly and moving my body and journaling daily really, really helped me. I had like a positive journal for a while where I would write um, things that I was grateful for or really exciting things that happened that day. And what I didn't realize was I was tapping into that um, those frequencies and those vibrations and then attracting them, um, which was so cool because it was a very organic way to get there. I love that. Um, what, what did you do before you were on a cruise ship? And actually, how did you get to that place in the first place? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I ask myself that sometimes. I don't know if you ever have that feeling of what if I, you know, had made this choice or what if I had done that? You know, would I end up where I am now? I always think about that. But yeah. before that, I was going um, to college in Nebraska and uh, an admissions counselor. She had worked on cruise ships for eight years doing the same position in um, the kids club. And she had gone to like 80 different countries, paid off student debt, like raved about it. And so I I just put all my you know, cookies in that one basket. And I was just determined to work on a cruise ship. And it 
all worked out. You know, I stressed myself up for a, like a good month just waiting to hear back, but it all happened so quickly. And I truly am so grateful for the opportunity and how it all worked out to be able to do that and meet, you know, still to this day, some of my very best friends um, I've met while working on cruise ships because you get really close really fast because you're all, you know, a little bit uncomfortable, but you've all got very um, similar personalities, similar, you know, wants and desires and viewpoints. Um, and we're all kind of missing that sense of home and family and, and things just move really, really quickly um, in such close quarters. Wow. Yeah, I can totally relate. Just I worked in the restaurant industry for like 15 years. Right. Um, it was kind of similar, whereas, you know, you're just with each other all the time. It's like a big dysfunctional family. Uh, <laughs> but you just, exactly. <laughs> you just love everybody so much, though. But it's like, you know, it's it's a really interesting experience to work in the service industry in any capacity, but let alone on a cruise ship. That's just so interesting. I'm, I'm glad you got to have that experience in your life. And um, what, what are you most passionate about now? Like just, I mean, even work aside, what's like a passion project you're working on or what, what are your hopes and dreams? <laughs> wow. Well, I, I just want to change the world. Um, <laughs> I really, really feel like I am here to, hold space for people um, to recognize their own power, you know, and es especially women to empower them to see past what they think they deserve and just go farther. You know, I really, like, that is, that is my big thing is um, I want to empower people and human design is such a great way to do that because it's, mm. it's kind of tangible. You know, you show somebody basically this blueprint of their soul and it's incredible. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And so I guess projects like that, but also making sure I fill my own cup because I want to be, you know, the best version of me. I want to be that lit up person that can, you know, light other people up or inspire them or, you know, or just be like a friendly face to come and talk to about whatever, you know, mm -hmm. because I, I'm trying um, a lot of different things right now. And I think, I really believe that all of my experiences are to help people find what is perfect for them, you know? So they don't necessarily have to trial and error all these different techniques. Like I can kind mm -hmm. of see like, oh, I, I feel like you might really like this and maybe it changes your life, maybe it doesn't, but I wanna be that person to, to um, be over here, you know, cheering them on and being like, hey, maybe mm -hmm. try this, <laughs> maybe look at this. I love it, I feel like, our work is very similar then because that's definitely along the lines of what I do as well. Um, I love that. And I mean, being a six two, not only are you, I find that six twos are really mature for their age. Like they grew up really quickly. They're like, like when you're a kid, you're kind of like a little adult. <laughs> At least that's what I find I with the readings that. that I do. I feel yeah. that on like a soul level. Yes. Yeah. You're just like, I'm 25, but I'm really like 80. 
and I'm trying to bring out my inner kid <laughs> like I realized I grew up way too fast like what were you doing Amanda like stop stressing yourself out define root stop it <laughs> it's so classic yeah like every single six two that I talk to they're like yeah I was the adult as a kid <laughs> um I always like asking because I'm a two four so I always like asking other twos like how did you find out what you're naturally good at I don't even think I really know (laughs) (laughs) to be honest but I really like the hermit part of the two yeah (laughs) like I feel that you know (laughs) but I I think it's that's just the fun of it right is to just keep following my joy and let that be my anchor and maybe somebody will tell me someday like oh you are really good at that and I'll be like whoa (laughs) I am thank you (laughs) yes I love that well I saw on your profile that you're a writer I am yeah I do have a blog that I started this summer during the pandemic um working on my my throat chakra there (laughs) yes And it's been really fun to just, um, I just kind of dive into whatever I'm curious about, you know, and it's, it's been a really awesome way to express myself and um, get my ideas that are just swirling around in my monkey brain actually out and uh, release them. I love that. So it's just kind of like a lifestyle blog. Yeah, I talk about... um, like the healing power of sound was a really fun piece to write. Um, Yeah, I would like to, for my my next blog post, I really wanna dive into astrology and how so many people just think of the horoscope. That's not Mm -hmm. astrology, astrology is a science. And so I really wanna take it from that point of view to kind of maybe plant the seed and in different people like, Hey, maybe there is something to this planet thing, you know, and, and take whatever they're ready to take. But that is, yeah, generally the theme of my blog is just the intention to reach whoever needs to reach it. I love it. And it'll reach the right people just based upon you writing about what lights you up. Yeah, I truly, I love that. And it's just, going back to we're just gonna fall into the universe and don't get me wrong it's incredibly hard to surrender but yeah it's just a daily process of just I'm just gonna breathe into it and see what happens because it's all a big experiment right especially human design it's it's oh right experiment it's such an experiment yeah I find that I mean I've been studying it for like three years now I've done hundreds of readings at this point and I'm just like I still feel like I don't know anything <laughs> because everybody expresses differently and experiences the energies differently. So it's like, yeah, I can learn about the meaning of this gate in this book. Um, and I have all the books, you know, and I've done some trainings and all the things, but, and then I talk to somebody and they're like, well, this is how I experience it. And I'm like, wow, that's totally different than anything I've read. <laughs> so it's really fascinating once you realize that you can't actually like it's almost like you can't define any of it and sometimes one meaning of an energy will resonate with people and sometimes it won't at all because they have a different experience of it so it's really fascinating I feel like it's just this flower that continues to blossom the more 
you, I like in the Gene Keys how he talks about how it's for contemplation, because I find that that's really how it works with me. Like it's not necessarily, other than being a generator and learning to listen to your body and following your authority, um, it's just like something that you contemplate. Like I'll be like, oh, there's that energy showing up for me, okay. And then I just kind of like think about it and I have awareness around it. And I'm like, I wonder what would happen if I did this instead when this happens, you know? It's an it's a really interesting experiment. A hundred percent, but you're so right. It teaches you that awareness and that awareness is empowerment. That awareness mm-hmm. is your dance like with the universe. Um, And also, I just love how human design gives you this beautiful little energetic puzzle piece and truly validates the fact that every person on this planet is meant to be here for a specific reason and everybody is divinely needed, you know, and I I just think that's beautiful. Absolutely. It's like we're we really all are unique snowflakes. Yeah. we all fit into the puzzle and I find that it really helps people just see their gifts and believe in themselves. Like you said, it's like, if you're staring at a blueprint of your soul, you can't argue with it. (laughs) You're like, Oh yeah, that's a gift of mine. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it it helped, at least for me, it helped me love myself more. Yeah. And I, and it also shows where you might have been open to conditioning or manipulation or, you know, not having that, that foundation of confidence in that area, but also realizing, hey, that wasn't me, you know, like, that was Mm -hmm. something I was picking up, but that's not actually who I am. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. So just kind of like a fun closing question. What, like, is there a spirit animal that you have? Oh my gosh. Pterodactyl. (laughs) hundred percent. Oh my God. I love it. That's the first time somebody said a dinosaur. (laughs) I love them. They can fly. They're fun. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Were you like obsessed with dinosaurs as a kid? Yeah. Well, especially the pterodactyl, but I watched, oh gosh, I don't even remember the movie now. Was it Littlefoot? I was really Mm. into Littlefoot. I remember Sarah the Triceratops, but yes, (laughs) was it the Lamb Lamb Before Time? Yes, that's exactly what it is. And Littlefoot was the name of one of the dinosaurs. Yes, that is. Yes, (laughs) I think I had like bed sheets with him on it. Oh, that's so cute. They're so fun to learn about. I know. Love. They are so fun. It's so good. Well, it was so awesome getting to know you, Amanda. I'm sure. People will find a lot of value hearing your perspective and I'd love to get to know you more in the future. Oh, it's so sweet. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I hope you have a really good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye.